Welcome to the Effortless Swimming Podcast, the show that helps swimmers and triathletes love the water, become a better swimmer, and live a better life. Here's your host, Brenton Ford. All right, welcome to the Effortless Swimming Podcast. My guest today is Josh Sally. You're based in Wales, Josh, and we've worked together for the last couple of months doing some stroke analysis, some technique coaching, and you've recently completed your first half Ironman and had a remarkable swim for how long you've been swimming for, which is less than a year. So I wanted to talk to you today on the podcast and just ask a couple of questions about how you've managed to do a 30-minute half Ironman swim. And you've really only been swimming since about February because I think a lot of people will be able to take away a lot from that. So welcome to the podcast, Josh. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Tell me about how it all started. What got you into triathlons and what made you decide to take the leap into swimming as well because you couldn't swim much more than 25 meters when you first started no i think pretty common when people start triathlon is the difficult aspect is the swim for loads of different reasons but mainly obviously technique fitness i decided to do triathlon i was doing other sports at the time wasn't really getting a kick out of them and i had a few friends who were doing triathlon who i kind of watched from afar um, watching them on Instagram and things like that. And yeah, just really liked what they were doing. It looked like a tough sport, enjoy running, enjoy cycling. I swam as a kid, just normal lessons with a teacher, just so, you know, you can stay safe. But yeah, the actual thought of swimming those sorts of distances were just, just crazy for me to think. So yeah, I just, I jumped in the pool. I knew the distance for the half was 1900 meters. And um, I thought well, I'm just going to have a go a swim in 1900 meters, just see what happens. And um, I did do it. I covered it. I think it took me like two hours, but I did do it. I think it was like one hour, like 56 or something like that to be precise. It's on my old Apple watch somewhere. And I was like, right, well, worst, you know, worst case, I can't actually do the distance. So I thought that's fine. I'll give triathlon a go. Yeah. From there, jumped on YouTube. As I bet a lot of people do, you're the big name on YouTube. Like your videos helped me immensely. And I'm sure 99.9% of people start there. So yeah, just going through the videos. I can't say I was any more confident after doing it. It did take time getting in the pool. And yeah, it just kind of took off from there, really. You must have improved fairly quickly because before you contacted me, you did a an Olympic distance race. And I think your pace was a 145 from memory. So it's like a pretty a decent pace, especially since it started swimming in February. So what was that progression like for you? Obviously your swim fitness improved a lot. Do you feel like mechanically or technically you got better as well in those first couple of months? Yeah, definitely. So in the beginning, I was focusing mainly on fitness, going more for distance. Um, because obviously in my head, I was just like, right, I need to cover this distance. The time to my race was fast approaching. And I thought, you know, I really do need to be confident in covering this distance, no matter what the time is. So that was my mindset. Like in hindsight, it probably wasn't the best mindset to have. So I started focusing more on technique. Um, I did manage to get somebody to film me a couple of times. It was a bit difficult at the time because it wasn't, I didn't really have the flexibility of filming all the time with people around me. So I took advantage of it where I could. 
So when I started watching the videos back, that's when I saw, right, you know, I'm doing the distance, but I can see why I'm not really doing it as, as good as I could be or as efficiently as I could be. So that's when I started focusing on technique. And to be honest, I had the race planned. And when the date was set, I was probably in the pool sometimes five days a week, just making sure I can get the technique dialed. So I invested in, you know, snorkel fins, like all simple stuff, like, like pull buoy and just kind of broke the stroke down. And, you know, that first swim was also my first open water swim. So it was in a lake and that was scary to say the least. Like I've come from a background of, um, it's like, it's like a running joke in my family where like me and my younger brother, we've always been scared of water, open water. And what were your fears? The classic one, sharks, like sharks, <laughs> sharks. It went like, in the lake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, just what's in there in the unknown. But to be honest, the more, I never thought I'd say this, but the more you do open water swimming, the more you get the wetsuit on, the more you feel comfortable in that environment. You, it just, your fear just kind of goes away and take it from me who you know, I had a really deep fear of open water. And the first time I swam in it, like it does help being around other people, but more often than not, you can't really see what's in front of you anyway in there, which kind of helps. But the more you practice it, the more you get used to it. I actually prefer it to the pool, to be quite honest. If someone said, you know, do you want to jump in? Do you want to go to the sea and go for a swim? I'd be like, yeah, sure, go for a swim. So you've turned it from a fear where you were probably dreading getting in the water to now looking forward to getting into the open water. What's the mindset now when you do go to the open water? This podcast is brought to you by Form Goggles. Form empowers swimmers at every level to reach their goals, whether they want to get stronger, faster, swim further, or to be more efficient. Get lap-by-lap motivation with real-time metrics and workout instructions right in your goggles. And Forms recently released Form Plans, which include a progressive series of workouts to help you achieve your fitness, skills, or triathlon goals. You can follow along with the plan and your weekly swims will be automatically synced to your goggles. So you'll swim through your workouts with real-time metrics and workout instructions all in your goggles. So it's like having a coach right there with you. And I've had a look through these training plans and I think they are excellent for people who want to train for certain triathlons or reach certain fitness goals. It will build on each week and a really good way to progress, progressively build up your fitness. So if you'd like to follow along with some plans to help you reach your specific swimming goals, then check out Form Goggles at formswim.com forward slash effortless, and this will give you $15 off your purchase of Form Goggles. So formswim.com forward slash effortless to get your pair of Form Goggles. So the mindset when I go to the open water is, what in terms of the fear aspect or the swimming aspect? The both so what do you think about now is there still any fear there when you're thinking about getting in or is it you're looking at it like okay i've got i'm going to do 1500 meters today this is what i'm going to focus on like what's how's that approach changed for you now so i see it's a bit of both at first i'm quite lucky where we've got an open water kind of facility here which is about a two minute drive from my house so they section off a part of the water and age group triathletes and people like that, we'll go there, we'll pay a fee and we'll jump in and it's all kind of marshalled where you wear suit. So I, I really took advantage of that. So I was open water swimming twice a week 
in season all the way up to my races and I just got more comfortable like that but yeah don't get me wrong like I'm not saying I jump in there on my own for like an hour and be totally comfortable like if someone touches your leg I think we've all got that <laughs> that, that that kind of twitch where you go but just getting in the mindset where you treat it like a training session you turn up you're ready to go look at it as a training session and just say right I'm going to swim for an hour well, th this is what I did anyway. I would just say, right, I'd swim for an hour, turn the watch on, swim, jump out, see what I did. And that's what I was doing twice a week. It was more of like an endurance swim, getting used to the water, practicing, sighting, being around other people. That's, I, that's important for me anyway, uh, especially during my first swim because my first open water swim was my first race. And... Yeah, being like shoulder to shoulder with someone, you get someone who might give you a little pull or something like that. You need to get used to that and seeing gaps and going for gaps or knowing when to hang back or getting on someone's feet. It's all something you literally can practice it and you can learn it. There's quite a few takeaways from that is you put the work in at the start to be swimming consistently. And if you're swimming five times a week, like that's, you're going to get results that way compared to someone who's swimming maybe once or twice it really fast tracks the progress and you also get start to develop that feel for the water and you begin to get that fitness and strength that's required as well and then being able to practice in the open water with the sighting being comfortable with others around you like all those things just make such a difference and to just throw yourself in the mix and getting there and do it is i would think a large part of why you've had a good amount of success in such a short period of time like you just got in there and, and did it when we started working together there was one of the main things initially was you were quite wide with your catch like your arms your, your hands were going out quite wide through there so we working on the bringing them in a little bit is that something that you were aware of before starting and is it something that you had thought much about i would say that is the main thing that you pinpointed straight away and has made the biggest difference to my stroke was when so what I was doing I was hanging out the front and kind of sweeping out wasn't I like sweeping out and coming in like I've got the videos on my phone and then you gave me the YMCA drill and the doggy scoop drill and doing that and I think once I had that take it going from that to like that is when I really developed my feel for the water I understood what people meant hmm. with feel for the water because I was getting a hold of the water instead of coming out and trying to muscle my way through like I had no lactic acid in my shoulders anymore yeah it just completely transformed my stroke when you do go out wide like you were doing it tends to be more through front of the shoulders rather than being through the lats and more through the back because just because the position of the hand there so that was a you know it's just it makes such a difference once you get it because you can cover, you know, you can get another 10, 20, even up to like 30% more distance per stroke when you follow the right path with the hand. And so that's like, you did a really good job to change that. And I think occasionally, and maybe you sent a video like two times later and yeah, occasionally it was drifting out a bit, but it often happens when you're making changes, like some strokes, you'll get it. Some strokes would be like how they were before, but the more you practice it, the more consistent you get with those better strokes. So it's like, it's, and so much better same with the the rotation initially you were rotating a lot going i can't remember how much you were rotating to but i think it was maybe 60 or 70 degrees through the hips and shoulders like you're doing more than what was required 
And I think that was partly causing the over, so the wide catch and pull as well. And so this is something that we focused on a bit is just rotating to 30 to 40 degrees and just dialing that down a little bit. How's that change been for you? Was it something that you can gauge easily or you're not sure when you're doing the right amount of rotation? I see the rotation for me is it's been the hardest thing for me to try and fix. And that's when, that's where the video has come in really handy because you feel like you're doing something, but you watch it back on video and you're doing the complete opposite. Like that's one thing I've learned with swimming is the most bizarre thing is that aspect. So the rotation is still something I need to fix. And yes, it's still something I'm working on, but I think if I kind of break it down, I'm finding using a pull boy is helping just to eliminate, just to isolate the shoulders or my hips, just to see where it stems from really. And I think it could also be balance somewhere Mm. because it kind of throws the stroke off. But then using the tools has helped me realize that because say I have fins on, I have a pull boy on, then the rotation seems great from what I can see. So I think that's when tools are important, but yeah, most of my swimming, I'm trying to not use tools unless it's for a specific reason. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. The other thing that that was kind of leading to was a lower stroke rate than what would be ideal for you going forwards. And so I think it's good to look at the, what's the cause of these things happening, not the symptom. And yeah, if we look at, oh, well, okay, stroke rate's a little bit too slow here. Well, it's probably for that over-rotation because it just takes too much time to get back from one side to the other. So that looks like it's coming up nicely. And then the other, I think, factor there is with the kick, and this is what we're working a bit on now, is just keeping mm. the kick narrower and just tightening that up. Because when I... I did some filming with uh, Kia Melberton a couple of weeks ago, who's uh, Australian Olympian. And she, when I was watching her, as I was filming her at her really comfortable pace, which is like one, one twelve, one thirteen 113 uh, per hundred, her kick was like, it was Pain. tight. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> she's, she's swum since she was tiny and has, you know, she's got been swimming eight, nine times a week for many years. And when she was swimming easy, her kick was very narrow, very small, just, very relaxed out the back. And then she brought it in a little bit more. The kick got a little bit bigger as she picked up the pace down towards like 102, 103, which is more her like 400 to sort of 800 pace. And, but the kick was still very narrow. And Mm. it's something that I'm working with quite a few swimmers on is just have the kick be effective where it's not slowing you down. And then when it's in that tighter zone where it's more behind your body line, it can really keep things more balanced and stable. And I think that's probably got a little bit to do with that over rotation as well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's funny because when I'm swimming, I can always, if if I glance across to the other lanes, I can always recognize a good swimmer or like the levels that people are at based on their kick. Because you see someone who's a really good swimmer and I'm not not really looking like their, their catch and pull. I'm just looking at the kick and their kick is just, just miles better than everyone else. It's like, you can tell that they're a really good swimmer. So that's something I really want to fix and something I'm working on. Yeah. But I find that when the kick is working it in time with the rest of my body, I'm obviously so much faster and I just feel like my body position is higher and everything just becomes more effortless. Whereas if the kick's wrong or I miss time in it or I'm kicking too much, then you can literally feel it putting the brakes on for me anyway. 
Mm. So yeah, that and I've experimented. I'm sure the people have maybe done this because there's thousands of videos I think on YouTube about kick. What's best? Like two beat, four beat, six beat, and I've tried all sorts of different kicks. And I think that's a really important one to train. And like even me now, like I'm still not 100 percent on on where my kick, you know, should be or could be. So it's my main focus for the moment. It, it, it ties so much into the stroke and, but when it's great, it really does amplify the rest of your stroke. I feel. I think most people should start with a six beat kick and then work it down from there. So if you've got a, just an easy and consistent six beat kick, then you can start to bring it down to a four beat if you want, or a two beat from there. Often with a wetsuit, people will just resort to a two beat kick because you're sitting so high in the water. But I think it's great to start with that, that six beat kick. And what's worked really well for me, just having my kick be well-timed with the stroke in a session is just doing at least a little, a couple of 25s or some 50s of pure kick as part of the warm up. So kicking on the side, sometimes the front and back. And when you're kicking side on, you've got even pressure in the up and down kick. Whereas if you're kicking just on your front, You've got more on the down and a little bit less on the up because you're obviously kicking up towards the surface of the water. There's a little bit less pressure there. So I think it's good to be able to warm up the legs and get the kick going by doing a bit more side kick as part of the warm up. And what I've rec recommended to a, a lot of people is doing 425s, fast kick, doing 25 on your front, 25 on your left, then 25 on your back, 25 on your right. So you're working all those different directions and that tends to warm you up pretty well with the kick. And I find personally for me that makes a big difference in the feedback i've got from people who who have gone through week what is it week seven of the eight week faster freestyle course which is about the kick timing and connection there so connecting your, you know, your catch and your down kick getting that to go together it's one of the most frustrating modules because it's like <laughs> until you get it it's like, man, this is annoying. I can't seem to get it. It feels awkward yeah, and, yeah. and it's, I'm not swimming well. But then as soon as I get it, things click and it's like, wow, okay, this feels so easy and I'm hitting these times without really needing to try for it. So as you mentioned, it's one of those things that when you've got it, you know you've got it and your times reflect that because then everything's working together and it takes a lot of the pressure off the shoulders and the arms is because you've got that that synchronicity in the stroke from the front end to the back end there yeah definitely and one way i found to feel it is if you put fins on and just do a really light kick with fins and then see how the catch and pull feels and it feels like well effortless like it is so easy and it's just because i imagine everything's synchronized properly you know like your body position is higher and that's what I want. That's my goal. That's what I want to get to mm. for sure. Well, I mean, and I think I said in the last video for you that you've got a, you've got a really nice stroke, like your catch and your pull is looking really quite good. And so it's just tightening the screws on a few different things. So it's all working together, maybe then increasing the stroke rate a little bit after that. And that's where I see you going sub 130 pace in your races consistently, because you've got a lot of those things actually dialed in so it's exciting to for me to work with someone like yourself who has you've gotten to where you are just on your own with the determination and the work that you've done and then being able to work with you and help tighten those screws and look at where those opportunities are to continue to bring it down i'm really looking forward to seeing you know, how far we can push that so yeah i think it's exciting looking at 
what the next six, 12 months can contain for you, because I think there's some good opportunities there to really, you know, see what's possible for you sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I got to say, I've really enjoyed working with you, like sending the videos across and getting the feedback. I'm lucky enough to be able to film myself whenever I want in the pool. So that definitely helps, but an absolute game changer is filming yourself and getting feedback or even filming yourself. What I used to do is film myself and watch your videos or compare it to other people or other videos and just be really honest with where you're at really. And yeah, but it's just one of those things you just don't know where you're at until you can film it or you've got a, you know, you've got a coach on deck to see how you're doing, but yeah. So you go. No, I was just saying, I, you know, I'm really looking forward to the races to come for next season. So obviously starting at a different position now as I was before. So yeah, hopefully I can, well, I'm sure I can push it on further with your help. Yeah. It's, and for those that are listening, they sometimes, people sometimes wonder, well, how can I record myself? If I've got a pool that's going to allow me to film, I don't know how to do it. So what's your setup for recording? So I use a GoPro and I've got one of those suction cup accessory mounts with the gooseneck. So I'll stick it on the side. It doesn't always work, but you know, you just got to be persistent with it. So just get it to stick on the side and then you can just bend the gooseneck to be like above the water, under the water, different angles. And once that's stuck, it's rock solid. So it's not moving. But I just bought one of those tripods. I heard, I heard you say on another podcast, like you can put it at the bottom of the pool. Yeah. Like a gorilla yeah. pod type thing. Yeah. So I, I've been wanting to get one, an under the body view of the stroke, because I haven't really done that yet so i'm looking forward to doing that as well yeah cool it's um yeah it's one of those things that like you don't need a, a gopro i think gopros they got the best quality you can get a second hand one for fairly cheap if you don't want to get a brand mm. new one there are some cheaper brands out there that the quality is fine for what most people would use it for kaiser bass is i think another one that's in the states off amazon they're like 100 150 bucks for a for an underwater camera and then like the tripods or the suction cups they're not much they're $40, $50. And in terms of like value for what you'll learn about your swimming, it's hard to go past it. And I think sometimes there's a reservation there for from people who are like, I'd like to do it, but I really don't want to know. Like, it's like, I don't want to know. Yeah. To know I don't, yeah, I, yeah. like, I don't feel like it's going to be. It's scary. Funny. It's scary. The first few, I've still got videos on my phone. It is crazy once you look back to where you first started to where you are now. And that that's a good thing of getting the videos is you can just look back at them any time really. So if you feel like you're not progressing or, you know, you feel like you had a rubbish swim, all you got to do is look back at those old videos and you realize that, you know, you are progressing quite well and yeah, it, it, it can be motivating, but yeah, it's a powerful tool. I've heard elite pros, like some of the best swimmers in triathlon say on video that they've picked up mistakes in their stroke or they thought they were swimming a certain way and then they watched it back and they weren't and for me that just said it all really i was surprised how little how little little videoing or feedback that a lot of the pro triathletes actually get and even with some a lot of the top swimmers the top like half a percent top one percent do have that especially if they're with like one of the top five clubs in say australia but then below that they get very little actual video of their stroke and I, because they just don't have that set up and it can be a little bit time consuming for say a 
coach to do like to film all these athletes and that sort of thing. But yeah, if, if they can get it, it just makes a huge difference. Cause I, I have filmed, yeah, I've filmed a lot of good swimmers and triathletes and often there's one or two major things that if they are able to turn that around in three or four months, they are going to be a lot faster. And then you've got the smaller 1%, 2% things there. So there's always opportunities and it's not often I've come across anyone where there's nothing that they could, could improve. So it's, yeah, it's just, it's such a valuable thing to, to do. So Josh, I know it's very early morning there for you in Wales. So I appreciate you jumping on to the podcast to, to share how you've gotten to where you're currently at. So I'm looking forward to working with you over the next couple of months and uh, maybe we'll do an, an update podcast down the track and see what you can get down to. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And thanks again for having me on. And yeah, I just want to say, you know, you just help countless of thousands of people, you know, just getting into swimming, triathlon. And you are the man on YouTube and I, you know, you might even surprise yourself how many people you help just make the first step to get into the water and do the swim in the triathlon. It really is valuable information. So yeah, I just want to say thanks for that. No, I appreciate that a lot. And it's great to connect with someone like yourself who's been able to do that because yeah, I know over COVID, I didn't like, you know, I just missed coaching people face to face. There's only so much you can get through doing it online. So it is nice to sort of see real people like yourself. So yeah, I appreciate you trusting me with the coaching and uh, looking forward to the next couple of months. So yeah, thank you and all the best. Thank you. Cheers, Brandon. Thanks for listening to the Effortless Swimming Podcast. If you'd like us to help you become a faster, more efficient swimmer, go to www.effortlessswimming.com.